This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Welcome to Girls Like Us Podcast. Nearly 6 out of 10 sexual assault incidents were reported by victims to have occurred in their own home or at the home of a friend, relative, or neighbor. The closer the relationship between the female victim and the offender, the greater the likelihood that the incident will not be reported. 75% of all victimizations that were not reported to the police were committed by a current or former boyfriend or husband. 71% of sexual assaults which were not reported were those when the offender was a friend or acquaintance. 44% of sexual assaults that were not reported occurred when the offender was a stranger. Welcome to Girls Like Us. This is Charlotte. And this is Venus. And we're here again with another episode. Um, Today we will be speaking on... Um, our experience with the detective, uh, our experience with law enforcement, and um, what we talked about. But before we go into that, I do want to tell you guys, because I know a couple episodes ago when we talked about um, the hospital and the, advo- the advocate, I can't even speak. <laughs> uh, I told you how you guys are not supposed to charge, be charged for it, which um, I don't remember if I said this. The advocate did say you might get a bill, but just call us and blah, blah, blah. I did end up getting a bill. I got this bill yesterday, and I showed it to Charlotte. And the bill itself is $1,667 with 47 cents. And I went to a state hospital, so I can't even imagine the had I gone where you went or mm-hmm. had I gone to an emergency room downtown or even by where we work. I can't even imagine how much that bill would have been. Right. But this just goes to show what a victim has to deal with. Because had I not had an advocate there, now we'll have to deal with an almost $1,700 bill that I'm going to have to pay because this was done to me. So how in the world does that even make sense? And... This is probably why people also don't report it because, like, I remember seeing that episode. I was gonna pay for this was nowhere near my mind, mm-hmm. like nowhere near my mind. Right, because for me, I didn't go through an advocate. I received the bill, but I have <laughs> yet to open the bill. Um, I mean, I know my insurance paid um, a portion of it, but I'm sure that it's a hefty price that I have yet to open. But yeah, that's definitely something you know. I'm wondering. You know, um, which we will get into it uh, with the police report if you could kind of probably maybe so mm-hmm. because he did give me a paper yeah. or something to take to the hospital so possibly yeah if you could get it waived or something or something just because of the situation and I, I definitely need to look into that I don't feel like they were thorough with you they went. definitely weren't it, I guess it all depends on what hospital you go to <laughs> yes um so speaking with the detective um. 
the detective called about a week and a half later. I remember it was a Saturday. Uh, no, actually, it was a week later. I was at the gym. And I remember when he called. First of all, I don't answer numbers that I don't know. And I let it go to voicemail, and he left a voicemail, so I checked it right away. I don't even know why I checked it right away, because I was in the middle of my workout, but I mean. And he left a message telling me that he wanted to talk to me, and that he had gotten my police report from the officers, and he was a detective assigned to my case. The first thing I did, I remember I sat on the floor because at that no, maybe he called two weeks later. I think it was I about think, two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he called about two weeks later. He did call about two weeks later because when I went back, we didn't tell our boss the week after. I went through my dates because I was looking for something. We told our boss almost like at the end of, of like, it took us almost a month. Mm-hmm. It was towards the end of the month when we told them. Was it? Mm-hmm. It was before. Before I, well, I think it was before I spoke to the detective, though. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, because I went through some dates when I was looking for something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, this is when we told him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember sitting on the floor at the gym because I think everything just came back. Like, I was trying so hard to, like, push it. And, like, I had talked to him when I needed to talk. Up to to an extent, <laughs> but I sat there and I messaged you and I messaged my best friend and I messaged you first and I was like, "Hey, the detective just called me. I'm like, are you okay with me giving him your information? You know, telling him that you were there, like all this." And you're like, "Yeah, that's fine." And my best friend was like, "What did he say?" And I called him when I got out of the gym. And he's like, at first, that first conversation, I thought he was really rude. Because he was like, well, let's talk about it. And I'm like, you're the detective. You asked me the questions. Right. Right. I don't exactly. know exactly what you need to know. And I remember saying, like, well, what do you want me to tell you? You're right. Exactly. <laughs> like, how far do you want me to go back? <laughs> I'm a little confused. And he said, can you come in and see me? And I told him, yeah. And he asked me, he wanted my hospital records from that day. He didn't want my discharge papers. He wanted everything that they, every single note that they made, he wanted it. And he said, like, bring it in. And I'm going to, we were going to meet like at 430 the next week. So the next week came, and actually it was a Saturday when we were going to meet. Saturday came and I called him and I didn't know, I guess different, like hospitals do it differently. The hospital that I went to, you can't just go in and request these records. Like mm-hmm. they, I guess they send them out to another company and you request it through them. Okay. And they're like, you have to come in and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, and you, ha- you have to come in between nine and three. <laughs> So I called another number and she's like, you know what? I'm going to send you the form. Just fax it, email it, and we'll do it. And she did. 
um, I had to pay six dollars for that. I mean, which is not a lot, right? But why should I like my, my biggest thing is that I'm the victim here, and mm-hmm. all this is coming out of my pocket. I'm having to take time off work. I'm having to leave early. The comment that my boss made when I went to see the detective. I'm having to deal with that, and I'm the victim while this person is walking around freely as if nothing mm-hmm. happened. So, I mean, it wasn't six dollars. It wasn't a lot, but that's the principle. It, yes. So they sent the they hadn't sent it by the time I needed to meet him. So he rescheduled, and then he called me again to reschedule, and then uh, finally the day that I met him, I left work early, and. You know, my boss made that little comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember shaking. But I remember how we had a hot conversation about a firm handshake. And I was I was nervous I just because I'm like, I'm here and I'm doing this. And, right, yeah. like, it, it was just all these emotions. I felt that same way. It was like, I have to talk about this again. Like, it, yes. Yeah. And, like, at this point, we're almost a month and a half in. Mm-hmm. And I remember I shook his hand really, really firmly. Because <laughs> I was judging myself. <laughs> right. And we went upstairs. And he got a call and he answered it. He's like, I'm sorry. So he takes out, like, his little portfolio and his little notebook. He's like, tell me about it. And the whole entire me talking to him about it, I was, like, so strong. I didn't cry. And, I mean, at this point, you are being judged by a whole other person. Because mm-hmm. it, it's his job, I guess, to say if you're telling the truth or if you're lying. Because there are women that do lie about it. Right. I mean, it sucks because then here are the rest of us getting questioned because we already are questioned and for the one person that makes it up exactly. you know right. we're all getting blamed mm-hmm. and I was there for maybe an hour and a half and I told them what happened I told them how you were involved he asked me who I had talked to he asked me about the rape kit um there were details about this person that the detective asked and towards the end of this conversation I remember telling him how that first week I didn't go to the bathroom how oh because he asked me if the person still worked there and I'm like yeah and I told them what our boss said and he's like, just remember how you felt. He's like, and I need you to to say this. I need you to remember this. Because at that point, I was crying because I was so irritated. Because I remember feeling so angry at, at the fact that, like, I didn't go to the bathroom because of something you did. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink water because of something you did. Like, I'm sitting here beating myself over it, sitting in this little room, not talking to anyone because of something that you did. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with the detective also, it's not like law and order where, hey, this happened to you today. 
this happened to you Monday. Tuesday, you talked to the detective. Wednesday, we have your rape kit back. <laughs> right. Thursday, we're in court with who you said it was. And Friday, they have all the DNA evidence. And the next following Monday, guess why? He's in jail and put away. That is not at all how it works. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And he gave me, he said, this is about to take 18 months. So, mind you, from the 18 months of this investigation, that alone are the six months to a year that it takes for the rape kit to be tested. And he said, he's like, there's going to be a time where I ask you to drop everything and you're going to have to come in. And you do think about it because I'm like, I'm going to have to relive this. Mm-hmm. Like, keep reliving it when I feel that I'm finally okay. You're, like, pulling at me and drag me back down. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it while this person on my job, like, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is. So, this has to keep reliving it, trying to remember, because they constantly answer you this question, that question. Mm-hmm. It's just redundant questions after mm-hmm. questions. That's like, is this going to help? Is this really going to help? Like, yeah, because you start questioning yourself. Like, uh, like, are you just asking me to see if I'm lying? Are you asking me because this is really going to help? Are you asking me just to be nosy? Like, why? Like, mm-hmm. kind of give me a reason. Because what I did have, I had a picture of how much we had drank. And I had a picture of the cup. And my water was there and the cup that I drank out of. See, I need to take more pictures. <laughs> I had a picture. And I told him, like, look, this is what I drank. I'm like, and this is, th- this is like, a bottle. The time frame that I'm telling you. Because at that point, I remember, like, we already had the whole Fitbit. I was the personal investigator. Right. <laughs> we had Fitbit times. We, we definitely did. We was our own personal investigator <laughs> trying to figure things out. So, yeah. So, at that point, we had Fitbit, Fitbit times. I had the time I had gone in. The time I fell asleep because of my Fitbit and how much I had drank. And I told them, I'm like, I drink. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I drink. And I can drink. I can probably out drink a lot of people. I mean, I'm not proud yeah, of. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> she can. I'd be like, nope. Party's level for me. <laughs> but there is no way that I was that bad out of that. Because mm-hmm. I can drink and I know myself and the time frame, it, it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. And I remember I showed him the picture. I'm like, I have a picture of how much I had drank. I mean, this is my last picture. This is right before, like, I passed out. Here you go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and my Fitbit shows all the time I fell asleep. Thank God for Fitbit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, gosh. Fitbit can, like, send us some free stuff. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, no, we, um, I, I remember when I came back out, I don't know if I felt better or I felt worse or I had a mixed emotions. I had mixed emotions. Because uh, your interview went a little bit different than mm-hmm. mine. I just felt... I wasn't happy with the time frame. And I understand we live in Chicago. Like, I understand I'm not. I mean, I, I would love if the world revolved around me. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand there's so many other crimes. There's so many other things. 
I understand they have so many cases. But in me, I'm like, I have to see this person every day. Like, is there anything you could do to, like, mm-hmm. make it, like, Expedited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've done almost everything in my part that I could. Yeah, I think we we definitely did. And then when I came out, I I think I I messaged you and I told you I had just left and he was gonna call you Mm -hmm. to that he wanted he wanted you to come in and talk to him. Yep, and he did. He called. Um, He set up the appointment. The first appointment was canceled. And I was like, oh, my God, I already got worked up to get this out. I feel like if they do that, just to see how serious you are. Because he canceled my first appointment, too. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so, that's something that they do. Like, like okay. how serious you are or how much you're telling the truth or... Right. Like, you know, know what? Never mind. But, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, okay, like, I'm in route. And then he's like, oh, sorry, I got to reschedule to the next day. So, I'm like, oh, God, Jesus, I just want to get this over with. <laughs> So, I want to first start off saying that I am that 4 out of 10 who actually reports the rape. Because I did not go through and get the the rape kit and things like that. I solely went in with the, um, I've been drugged and I wanted to be tested Mm -hmm. for it. I didn't go to the full extent of having anything. So, I am part of that statistic. Um... After everything happened, am I happy about that? Absolutely not, because I felt like I had enough evidence. Like, looking back at I had enough evidence to move forward, because I did, you know, have the the bruises and things like that. So, I could have probably, we'd probably be a lot farther, probably, into it. Um, Maybe it would have been, I mean, I don't know if further, because... In Chicago, yeah, right. <laughs> so maybe if there was any doubt, or you know, what is it? Um, you have to give until proven guilty or benefit of the doubt or right. whatever. It it would have built it up stronger because you did have bruises, and that would have been recorded. Like that, even if you're right, if the rape kit would have came back clean, mm-hmm. you had bruises, right. And that's visual, like that's visual. You can't not not see it. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so yeah. Sometimes I still will beat myself up about that, just not going the, the full step. I did go and see my doctor though to be tested and all of that um, for peace of mind and and just to be sure everything was okay. But still, I'm like, I probably should have did it then and there. But you know, the whole thing is embarrassing so I can understand mm-hmm. like I totally get why a person would not go through with it because of the invasiveness of it the questions that come along mm-hmm. even with me saying I feel like I've been drugged and I know what I have by the way I'm feeling and the symptoms and everything and they just was like oh you had a wild night like no it, no that's not what it was <laughs> like there's a difference in a wild night and being drugged, so like let me tell you, usually my wild nights I remember because yes, I, I, I tell remember my stories, <laughs> and my friends do too. <laughs> so, um, for me, it was just a little different. And then the questions um, asking, um, then like the age difference, like, oh, do you guys 
to me, it seemed judgmental. I'm sure that this is probably just his job, and these are the questions that he asked. But he's like, you know, how close are you guys? Do you talk on a regular basis? Um, a lot of questions was redundant. Like, I took criminal law classes. So, I mean, no, okay, okay. SUV. So, I, you know. SUV, I'm, it's SVU. I can't even talk. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, I'm kind of familiar with, like, the question and stuff because this is what I wanted to do at one point in time. So, it was, like, redundant or you answered it in a different way. You still don't get the same mm-hmm. answer because this is something that I'm I'm not making up. I have nothing, nada to gain from this whatsoever. Like nothing. The fact that this even happened, I would rather have it not have happened. So um, it was just a lot of different questions. It I, it could be from the situation to make me look at everybody differently. Like he probably had just answering the standard questions to me. I was just like, no, I, I don't know. I don't really get a good feel for this. Um, and then, like, later on that day, I went to see my cousin. I wore sundress this day. And this goes back to stereotyping and how people see you. And she was like, you wore that to the police department? It's a sundress. Like, what do you mean? Did I, what was I supposed to wear? Some jogging pants and a t-shirt? Like, this is what I wear on a regular basis. So, this is how people all, this is what goes on in the society. So, should I have worn something baggy or something, something that I don't normally wear to the police station because I'm going in for this particular case. Yeah. No, I'm going to dress how I normally dress mm-hmm. and it's hot outside. Yes. I, what did I wear? I had just come out of work, so I think I had like my work clothes on, my stockings. But even that day, I wasn't like, oh, let me like. Right. No. I'm like, no, this is who I am. I'm like, if you're saying, oh, well, maybe it looks like uh, you're, I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. Like, I brought the attention to myself or something. Like, the night I went over there, I had on jeans. So, was that even if you do bring <laughs> the attention to yourself, like, but that does not give how, you the right to it touch me. But this is how people mm-hmm. think. That's the sad part about it. This is how people think like oh if you wear this you're going to bring the world type of attention mm-hmm. I should be able to wear anything that I want and you keep your hands to yourself you, you you look all day that's like when somebody go outside naked that doesn't say okay come and rape me come and assault me come and do anything to me like this is what people need to realize yes yes cause um you know I don't think he asked me how old you were he didn't question me about that. He did ask me how close we were. And I was like, this is someone I'm close with. Like, mm-hmm. we hang out. We see each other out, out of work. Like, we go places together. Like, we spend birthdays together. We go out to dinner. I'm like, this isn't the first time we hang out. I'm like, this was the first time that I particularly hung out with this person at all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but this, this is someone I know. And... I don't think he asked me, like, the age. I didn't even think about what I was wearing. Uh, I think because, like, so you know how, because it, it it's been hot. I think I was wearing a tank top, but, like, I had a sweater on top. Mm-hmm. But it didn't even cross my mind. Like It didn't cross mine either. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what is the thing? That that's the whole thing. Like, why not? And why should it? Like, exactly. But that goes to show you the mind frame of people because that was... What she had said, like, you wore that? And I'm just like, yeah, it's a sundress. It's not, 
it wasn't a short sundress that came to my knee like are you serious right now is this a joke am I being pranked <laughs> but this is how people think and that's really the, the sad part about it like the the way the society um things like that and if you wear this or if you do this or you dance like that or anything mm-hmm. like that yeah I do he asked me if you had gotten um a rape kit done and I told him I was like no I know that she didn't I'm like I know I'm like I don't even think they offered it to no, her they or... did. for me it would have been kind of messed up because I went to work today so I took a shower mm-hmm. and all the things that would consist of having it done by the time I went to the hospital mm-hmm. and then yeah I mean even for me I just showed up at 4.30 I had thrown up brushed my teeth I brushed my teeth <laughs> and I had peed and drink water and every I mean I didn't shower because I couldn't shower mm-hmm. but I had to change my bottoms because I was peed like I peed myself right so he did uh, he did ask me uh, how did we piece it together type of thing like how did we come up with a story? <laughs> right. Like, no, I didn't come up with this. Like, I will show you. Like, and I remember I put on my phone and I showed him the picture and I showed him, like, my my Fitbit and I'm like, and this is how much I sleep and this is how much I usually sleep and this is at the time I wake up and I still go to right. work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm like, for us to just come up with something, like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense first of all we have that we were there because we sent our locations out mm-hmm. uh, like every type of evidence the phone call I even have the phone call on my way there like every type of oh he did ask me if it was something I usually did to send my best friend my location mm-hmm. and I'm like no but and he's like so why did you feel like you needed to send it to her? And I was like, because I don't go out to places I don't know. I'm like, and I didn't know this person, but I have never, I had never been there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I had never ever been there. I'm like, and she's my best friend. Usually is with me at all times. So the even like if it's my friend from work, mm-hmm. she's been with me. So if I'm like, hey, I'm going to this place, she knows where I'm going. To if something happens, hey, she told me she was going here, and I had never been to this person's place, so I was like, hey, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm gonna be at, like, you know what it is. And I told him, like, on top of that, we had just gone through something which made us extra Mm -hmm. careful because we went through a situation where our friend never made it home, Mm -hmm. so after that, we were like extra cautious. if she's running late and I'm and she didn't mention it to me, I'm mm-hmm. texting like, "Hey, where are you? Like, what's what's going on? Like, yes. you ain't texting me. Like, blowing up your phone." Yes. So, so it became our norm mm-hmm. because of that, because that really messed us up. Yeah. Because um, we were with our friend, you know, when they passed and everything that day. So it's mm-hmm. like now we're we're kind of on edge. Yeah, we literally edge. was a couple of weeks after, mm-hmm. so we were on edge. So we're like. We made sure we let at least one person know where we're at, where we're going. It, because of that situation, and I told them that, I'm like, it's not my norm, but I just went through this. So if something happens to me, I I just went through worrying a whole entire day, going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I at least want someone to be like, hey, no, she told me she was going here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so no, it wasn't my norm, but because he kind of did also ask me, like, if I had never hung out with this person, what? Why do we do it? Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, I'm trying to heal. Like, I'm trying to be okay, I guess. I'm mm-hmm. like, because. Trying to function, trying to get through it, trying to move forward mm-hmm. the best that we can mm-hmm. for that matter. And then for me, uh, another reason why I sent out my location because. I don't go out that late. <laughs> I don't go out that late. So for me, it was just like, I don't normally do this. I'm tired, but this is where I am. Like, uh, I need you to know, okay, something happened. And lo and behold, <laughs> something did, but I did make it back home. But still, like, it definitely, the past few months has just been eye openers completely like my eyes are wide open to a lot of a lot of things like now that I probably never paid attention to just letting people know your moves because me I'm so <laughs> private like I'm grown you don't need to know <laughs> that's not it like like I question you when I get back but um mm-hmm. now I'm like hey I'm gonna be here I'm, you know, I'm gonna be there, and if not, this is my number. This is the address, mm-hmm. like because you just you you don't know, you don't know, you don't yes. Because even like now when I leave at my brother's home, I'll be like, hey, I'm going with my best friend. I'll be back. Or even with my best friend, um, what was it? Two weekends ago when I went to uh, the birthday party, mm-hmm. I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm going here, and it's out here. And it was actually, like, 15 minutes away from my, one of my other friend's house. And I'm like, I'm 15 minutes away. If I need you to come get me, like, for whatever reason, I'm mm-hmm. like, just know that I'm here. And mind you, I went to a birthday party with people that I've been around, like, for years. Right. Not a stranger, because I don't go out with strangers. Like, these people consider me family. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been around. And it wasn't because I felt unsafe. It was just that. At all times, like, I need at least one person to know where I'm going, mm-hmm. where I'm at, because you just become that much more aware of your surroundings, the relationships you hold with people, the way you felt when you couldn't find a person. Oh, my God, yes. Or you couldn't, uh, even that day where you couldn't remember. And I, I did think about... Had I not made it home and had I not told anyone, because I'm the same way, where I'm like, you don't need to know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm grown. I pay my own bills. Exactly. That's you don't need to know anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I. Had I not messaged that I was home, that I had made it home, people in my life like you, and like, and I think that it was my biggest thing that drove me. To like at least make sure because when I made it home, I didn't make it inside my house. I made it to where I parked, mm-hmm. but I was like I was like home. But I'm like I have to message her. I have to message her, and I have to message my best friend because we just went through this, mm-hmm. and I remember sitting there like, where did you go? And I'm like, I, I can't get up, but hey, I'm home. And that, I think that's what drove me to just be like, I need to let you know that I'm home. Because mm-hmm. I think, and I don't think we would have, had it been another situation, I don't think we would have 
We would dismiss the like, oh, you're tired or, you know, I'll message you and now. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like with my best friend. Like, I'm like, you live a block away from Like, just please tell me when you get home. Mm-hmm. Like, let me know that you're inside your house because it does, these last couple of months, like, I made, I don't even know if it's a joke or I made a comment, like, I'm like, everything that could have happened to knock me down, make me die, make me want to kill myself, or actually, like, kill me, did not. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so, uh, there's a bigger purpose to all of this. Yes. All of this, because even when I was talking to the detective and, like, uh, talking to him, because, I mean, I think he was the only person that did ask questions, (laughs) (laughs) because everybody else was just, like, letting me talk, or... They'll ask me the same basic questions. Why did he go? Where did, where were they? Or they don't know how to answer, so they just stay quiet. Right. But he was asking questions, and I'm just like, wow. Like, it wasn't even a month. Mm-hmm. Yep, he did. I think he, he did touch on a lot of things, like a, a lot of, like, you know, why, how long, um, those the, yeah, those different questions mm-hmm. and things like that. Like, I can't remember right offhand like what were the other questions, but he did. I was there for a while with him asking different questions. Yeah, I was things. there for like I want to say like an hour and a half. Um, I think I'm more a little bit annoyed at the fact of how slow it's going. Mm-hmm. Which I, I figured I was gonna get annoyed because. I like everything to move just quick, done, and easy. I'm trying to learn how to be patient. <laughs> oh, I'm learning how to be patient. Um, I, I'm, ang- I think I'm angry at how slow the system works. Mm-hmm. And maybe had I been white with blue eyes and a good neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Because you do hear about how one, two, three, they get arrested. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. For me, I just feel like um, it's going to be an unsolved mystery. I really do. Because like, I feel like we don't have enough evidence and we're not top on the list as a priority mm-hmm. it's really unfortunate and it just goes back to like the statistics um, of it like so many I don't even think we touched on the statistic of how many actually get solved mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to check that out for maybe the next episode or so but I'm sure the percentage is it, not high uh, I did I had seen it somewhere. I might have it written down somewhere, but <laughs> I want to say it doesn't even reach twenty percent. <laughs> I can believe I can believe it because mm-hmm. um, I mean, as far as like following oh, up, we, because it's, it, it was like ninety nine percent of uh, perpetrators will get will walk free. So that's telling you that ninety nine percent of them will walk free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm saying they might have gotten arrested in between. Mm-hmm. And then there wasn't enough evidence, and they walked free. So, 
Right. That just tells you. It goes to show. And then, uh, um, also, I do recall this one because this kind of stuck out with me. I remember I mentioned this to you. He may mention, like, well, it could have started off with a yes and then turned to a no. Oh, he did ask me that, too. And I was like, no. It never started off mm-hmm. as a yes. Um, you know, he knew I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. He's in a relationship. So, I was like, no. Mm-hmm. There never was a starting mm-hmm. off as a yes. There was no flirt, flirting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we cool. That's it. So, I just feel like sometimes they just, I feel like having a guy detective it's a little biased. I was just going to ask you that. Like, do you feel like it would have gone different had it had been a woman? I feel like that in, in certain cases because unless, and I don't know what he has, unless he has, like, a daughter or something, I feel like there is no compassion there. Like, this is mm-hmm. my job. I need to answer these questions. And that's it. And I understand this is your job. So you can't take things personally because this is your job. If you took everything personally, you would be messed up. And this wouldn't mm-hmm. be the job for you. But I just felt like some of the questions were, like, not um, compassionate, maybe. Like, like maybe biased. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get it. Because even, like, when I went to the doctor, I remember telling you that I went to the girl doctor. And I kind of slightly regretted it just because she was so rough on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to the doctor that I normally see. She is so good. Like, she walks me through it. Like, she'll be like, you're going to feel a pinch. Mm-hmm. And it, this lady, like, I feel like she just shoved herself in me. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, right. on top of me, I'm like, okay, I don't feel like anything happened and nothing's hurting right now. But if I was violently raped to what you're used to mm-hmm. or what people are used to. And, like, are you being this rough because I wasn't? Right. And if I was violently raped and I had bruises, you shoving whatever you're shoving right. inside of me is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to just um, remember how I think we were talking about pregnancy and how how can a male doctor tell you about your reproductive parts? So I guess right. it goes back to this, like how can a male tell you what you felt and even when we first decided to start this I remember looking into like podcasts or awareness stuff Mm -hmm. like to help us cope through it and I remember telling you like how is a guy because it was an episode and I I don't remember what podcast it was I don't remember but it was a guy telling this and I'm like how is a guy gonna tell me about these women's statistics about how it feels about how people view you and I mean thank you for bringing awareness thank you for speaking about it but it's so different when you can relate mm-hmm. unless he was a, a sexually assaulted what was he sexually um I don't think he was I, I don't think he was I think he just wanted to bring awareness to it um and he was just giving like facts, mm-hmm. but I was just like, um, I don't know. You, you was, <laughs> it was not drawing. I'm not. I wasn't because it's like it's like certain things. Like let's say certain things that you went through before I went through them, mm-hmm. and I I told you like I don't know how to talk to you because I've never been through it. Right. So I'm not gonna sit here. I, I hate it when someone's like, oh, I get it. 
I understand because when this happened to me and they're compared to something that happened to them and it's like don't compare my apple to your orange bro. exactly yeah and that's where it comes from where I don't feel that you could relate at that level because even if you were assaulted as a man it's completely different than a woman completely different because your experience you're telling it's complete there might be some similarities mm-hmm. and I don't take that away from anyone because I believe that men reported less than women because mm-hmm. they are men so that's a whole different spectrum but it, it comes with the with the whole they will judge you or they'll the judging is different because the judging goes into like where well, you're a man why didn't you defend yourself mm-hmm. you're big and strong you're judged as to like your strength and we're judged as to what you were wearing mm-hmm. it's definitely two different mm-hmm. yeah spectrums of how mm-hmm. you're being judged as a guy who's been assaulted mm-hmm. and as a female who's been assaulted because but, now the guy is getting questioned because it's like well what happened mm-hmm. well, what did you do it's mm-hmm. it's kind of the same but it's not the same because it's like well you can fight them off you like mm-hmm. but do you ever ask a guy what, what were you, you wearing a, yeah were your jeans too tight <laughs> yes. exactly. uh, what were you wearing under your shirt do you mm-hmm. ever ask a guy well were you willingly drinking? What? Did you willingly go? No. Do you ever ask the guy, oh, did it look like you wanted it at first? Mm-hmm. And then you said no? I'm sure that they definitely don't get asked those questions at all. Did it start off as a yes and then turn out like, what? They don't. It's definitely two different things. Mm-hmm. Guys and and the way females think are two different things. That's just like that one judge who was like, oh, he shouldn't get any time because he's good in school like yeah he's, and he's, he was he blamed the girl he's like you're about to prevent this young man from having a successful future exactly so i really feel like when it comes down to talking to guys about there it's a little it's a little biased there is some who are compassionate there is mm-hmm. some who like has sisters and things like that and will never want it to happen to their sisters and then there's mm-hmm. guys who just don't get it. Don't and I feel it. maybe that's why our boss didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me feels that way, but in a way, I'm like, you have a wife. Exactly. Like, what if this happens mm-hmm. to your wife? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. And with the detective, I, I guess I. It, it, it this goes back to. <laughs> By the end of this, everybody's going to think I'm, like, the most selfish person on this earth. Oh, God. (laughs) Because I think it goes back to just me being selfish. That, to me, I was very, like, you're doing your job and I'm going to answer your questions. And it's not on you to believe me. Because I believe me and I know what happened. Mm -hmm. It's not on me to make you want to believe me, to make you trust me or anything because I know what happened and I think it, that just goes back to the I'm very like me 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 and I don't care about you so to me I was just like you're just doing your job like I took it like you're just doing your job mm-hmm. and zero emotions when it comes to you because right like to me I just take it to everyone like I don't care what you feel I don't care what you think mm-hmm. because this is my experience. This is my feelings. This is what I went through. This is what I'm going through. 
and that's I guess just me being selfish and me being like <laughs> the world revolves around me and oh my gosh um <laughs> I cannot with you I have several bosses like so because <laughs> I have several jobs but I was talking to one of my bosses um, about the situation and everything and this boss was totally opposite from <laughs> I thought it was totally opposite like oh my god like what happened what can I do like just opposite so if I were to um, say I'm not coming in the answer like is everything okay are you alright mm-hmm. are you good and I'd be like yes relax <laughs> so it's just like when you <laughs> it's I don't it's just people you just never know like how you know it, I don't know there's a there was this thing that I've been saying lately. You can't be mad at people for being who they are. Yeah, it just shows you who they really are. That because going true. back to the boss thing, um, since this incident happened, I have not taken off work. I sit there and literally today when I was thinking about it and talking to you, I'm like, how mm-hmm. have I been sitting here? How have I been coming in here every day and looking at this person's face? So, when I told them that I was taking my vacation and I was taking the week off, his first question was like, well, why do you need to take the week off? So, I kind of like stopped and I'm like, because I have a week left of vacation. Okay, but why? Like, what do you need to do? I mean, in a sense, I'm taking the week off because... It's the person who I'm seeing. It's their birthday, so I'm trying to spend it with them. Right. But in a sense, too, like I need some mental. I need to get away from this place. I need some mental space because you didn't care. I'm still sitting here coming in every day, working for you, doing what I need to do, while having to see this person. And just because I'm not sitting here crying, dragging myself, weeping in my office, doesn't mean that I don't care. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that I don't go through these feelings. Doesn't mean that there's. I didn't tell you yesterday. Yesterday I bumped into him. It, it had been like the first time that I really, really bumped into him. Mm-hmm. I bumped into him um, in the hallway, and I felt this because it was just me and him. So I was walking back to my office, and he was. I don't know where he was coming from. And he seen me, and we were, like, right in front of each other, and he saw me. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he, like, maneuvered around me. But even at that, like, I felt so disgusted. Like, why are you even here? Why do I have to bump into you? Mm-hmm. Like, and you're, you want to ask me why I want to take a week off? Like, honestly, you should be grateful that I didn't take a whole month off when this happened. Right. That this didn't affect your business. And, you know, maybe it should have. And I'm not saying that I'm not replaceable because I'm pretty sure that tomorrow, if something happens to me, you'll find someone new. But you want to question me as to why I'm taking the week off? Yeah. Because I do need a mental. I need to pull myself away from there because since we even since we started this, like, because I have to re-listen to the episodes. I have to edit them. I re-listen. I'm sitting here like I, I get in my feelings sometimes. And I look at him at work sometimes. And I'm just like, you're so disgusting. And then 
I don't even think I'm mad at this person anymore. I'm more mad at our boss that just like whatever. I don't want to deal with you. You're right. Because even that, and you're right, comes to. I'm not asking you to relate. I'm not. I'm asking you to be a human. But you can't be mad at people for being who they are. And that just mm-hmm. goes to show you that we all don't move the same way. We all don't have the same compassion. And maybe there's something that he's gone through it that I could care less for. And he's like, damn, you don't care. Mm-mm. People. People. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. People. People are something else. Mm-hmm. But when they show you who they are the first time, believe them. <laughs> oh, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did get that. And yes, but like you said, this experience opens your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's opened definitely my eyes at the people who truly are around me. Yeah. Um, who truly have my back, who truly support me. Uh, we had gotten into, you and I had gotten into a conversation about how we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Even, and I think it puts you more in tune with yourself because you don't doubt yourself. What? Like, even with the whole alcohol and the whole drinking, mm-hmm. I know myself. And but for the people that, like, were doubting me, and I remember this article that we're going to talk about. You're like, look, it points out exactly to what exactly. you were saying. Because I don't drink as much anymore. Like, I actually, like, rarely drink. But I, I used to drink. Like, we used to drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially Fridays at, like, 12 o'clock. Yes. We will we... start drinking. <laughs> Lunch breaks, yes, we definitely did. Yes. Um, Charlotte found this really good article. I'm actually going to link it um, on the description when we post this. It's uh, from The Sleep Doctor. It was published in November 15, 2017. And it's the truth about alcohol and sleep. Yes. Um, I first want to point out, uh, I'm not sure we spoke about it in the previous episode that Venus slept straight 11 hours. Yes. Now, if someone wants to dispute this, I want you to please DM us or email us that alcohol is going to cause you to sleep for 12 hours straight. If if someone can dispute this and tell me that... On top of that, you have to say that before I slept the oh, 12 before hours, you swept the, the, the 12 hours mm-hmm. I had had what you consider my normal sleep, which was I fell asleep at 12.15 and woke up at 5.26 the mm-hmm. prior night. Right, the prior night, the night that everything happened. Mm-hmm. By the time um, I was there and she was already passed out, passed out, I couldn't mm-hmm. wake her up at all. She, like, her words were start, like, she could, she was not able to form a normal sentence. So she was passed out. And then when I finally did wake up after myself passing out, she was still passed out. And I still went to sleep. On the floor, passed out. Had I not woken up at that time, she would still went passed out. Like, I don't know when she would have woke up. Um, and for her to drive home, barely driving home, and then passing out in her car to not even make it in the house from that time, 
Then when um, the neighbor knocked on her window for her to get in the house, she passed back out because she wasn't answering any texts. That's before the 11 hours of sleep yes. the, the following day. So I just want you to all take that into account. So I was like, let me look this up. Like, does alcohol alone do this? <laughs> it could put you comatose. Let, she was lethargic. She could not. No, like, and mind you, I had the most, and this is pushing it. I had two drinks and a half. And I know for a fact I had one drink and two shots. But let's push it to two drinks. Mind you, I drink. <laughs> she did not even, the bottle wasn't even finished. And I ate. And she ate. Mm-hmm. The bite I ain't right. So mm-hmm. I just want you guys to take that into account. Um, so the effect of alcohol and sleep, um, the more you drink, the closer um, to bedtime, which probably would have been around bedtime mm-hmm. had we been home, the more it would negatively impact your, your sleep. So you're not going to sleep before night. Like, I don't know, for the people who do go out drinking, you know that you ended up waking up early. For me, I can't, like, I I can't have, like, a restful sleep. I'm going to end up waking up. For um, my experience, <laughs> you know what? My ex-girlfriend can vouch for this because we used to <laughs> fight about this. <laughs> fight. We used to go out all night. And when I tell you all night, let's say Friday night, get out of work. We got her around six. From six till, I'll give you an early night, okay? I'll give you an early night because you know it used to be like <laughs> six in the morning. Let's say two in the morning when the bar's closed. Get home at three. So I've been drinking from six to three. Um, I used to still make her cook for me. <laughs> I was hungry when they cook for me. So let's say I went to sleep at 4.30, pushing it. I would sleep from 4.30. Without a doubt, without a doubt, eight eight a.m. I was up already, ready to go. I wanted to go out. Let's go get breakfast. Let's go do this. I want to go to the mall. I want to go to Walmart. I want to go to Target. Mm-hmm. And it'd be arguments because she she's older than me, so she was like, "I want to sleep," or like she'd be like, "I have a headache. I'm hungover. Like I don't want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Why are you not sleeping?" I'm like, "No, let's go. Get up. I want to eat." So. Mind you, I slept from 4.30 to 8 in the morning. I'm up, ready to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then us drinking every weekend because we were drinking every weekend. So, yeah. Um, So it interrupts the natural flow of sleep through different stages. It, it, It leads to a lighter sleep. So if it leads to a lighter sleep, that means I should have been able to mm-hmm. wake her up. Mm-hmm. Like lighter means like if I'm if I'm waking you up, you're able to wake up, walk to wherever you need to go, or say a sentence. Mm-hmm. Like there was, or no at least form. remember that you that, that you were there because yeah, I didn't exactly. remember that you were there. I remember you giving me water. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes you. Let me see. There's so much on this 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 um article. And then if you're drinking a lot, it said you build a, a tolerance for this. That it said, and I want to say, <laughs> Venus tolerance is is way higher than mine. So for her to been that passed out to mm-hmm. not be functional, it, it, it's not. It doesn't make sense mm-hmm. at all. And I want you guys to check out the article also, the truth about alcohol and sleep. It will break it down that it's not going to cause you to be comatose. Yes. It's no. Like, you would have to damn near have alcohol poisoning mm-hmm. for 
to be at the state that she was. Yes. And I even add that because I did read a couple articles when we were, um, where I've been researching and all doing all this, where the girls do doubt themselves, like, maybe I drank too much. Maybe, like, oh, I can't hang and this happened. Like, this article alone will make you realize because you do know yourself. You know your habits. You know how much you can hang. Mm-hmm. It, it will make you stop if you're doubting yourself. Be like, no. There is no way that out of whatever, if you had one drink, if you had two drinks, if you normally had three in your first drink, you're bomb. Mm-hmm. It makes you see that, no. Exactly. There um, is no way. This particular um, paragraph here says, people who go to bed with alcohol in their system may be more likely to wake up early in the morning and not be able to fall back to sleep. Another consequence of the rebound effect. So now that it's in, like I just said um, a little bit ago, like mm-hmm. I wake up early, like I can't go back to sleep and to just constantly just be sleeping. There was another thing in this article which made me laugh. Uh, if you look, it says more frequent need to get up and go to the bathroom, especially during the second half of the night. Mm-hmm. I woke up and I had peed myself. Yeah. I had never peed myself and not remember that I need to go to the doctor. Like I said. When I was with my ex, we used to drink all the time. <laughs> so when at four thirty, my first if I would go to sleep at four thirty, my first time getting up would be six thirty. And the thing about my ex, like she would feel, she would be not that cold, but the moment that she would feel me like get up, where are you going? So I'd be like going to the bathroom, six thirty, seven o'clock. Where are you going? I'm going to bed. And you just went to the bathroom. Right. I'm like, I need it. So I can vouch for this. Yes. Even if she can vouch for it. Like, you do. I have to get up to the bathroom all the time. Yes. It definitely, um, it definitely doesn't affect. So mm-hmm. the people who may be like, oh, they just drunk too much. It's definitely not that. This article proves it. And I, there was other articles as well. Um. I just want to choose this one just because um, it just went a little bit more in depth. But if you were to Google it, (laughs) you'll definitely see the effects that it has. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cause you to go into a lethargic state um, to be passed out and not be coherent and not being able to be awakened. Um, Even, let's say, pushing it to, okay, let's say I don't normally drink. And two drinks was, like, the most I've ever drank in my life. I slept that whole night, so for me, the next day to sleep 11 hours straight. And not even before that. That was that was the next day because the <laughs> that day um, that you were supposed to go to work, you didn't make it, and you were asleep half of that day yeah, already. because I, I, I woke up. I really I didn't end up going to the hospital until 5 because right. I had slept all that. And even at the hospital, I was sleeping, like, taking yes, a nap. I was still going in mm-hmm. and out. Mm-hmm. So let's say I did sleep 11 hours a day before. And another 11 hours the mm-hmm. next day, there is no way alcohol does this to you. It is not. I mean, and I've been hungover, but I've never been to where, like, I need to sleep 11 hours straight after I just had a full night of sleep. Mm-hmm. After that, for me, like, I was definitely um, sleeping off and on. I was extremely tired. My appetite, it was gone. Like, I could not eat. Like, I didn't have appetite at all. Like, I probably didn't get my appetite back for a good maybe two weeks and um, I love to eat anyway yes. what I was saying no I love to yes. eat so I um 
I know I didn't feel okay right away because I did feel so tired that next uh that next week, maybe even like a month after. Mm-hmm. Like I just was feeling really tired, off. Yeah, really just... off. Like I just couldn't handle the day. Like I was just so tired. That's and right, yeah. we were talking about how because um Charlotte and I started Googling like um I guess rape drugs and their effects and how they even though they can be traced they do stay in your body Mm -hmm. they stay in your body they can be traced and um some of them are like related to like if you were given painkillers you have a higher tolerance and we were talking about that because i don't i mean i drink but i don't take like pain medicine Mm -hmm. at all so i guess like because even I remember you saying that you started feeling the effects of it right away mm-hmm. and I didn't I started feeling them like in the morning when I got home when I started throwing up and I believe you started throwing up right away I did I instantly that that <laughs> night I started throwing up like I got sick to my stomach and I'm just like what the so hell even that? at that like you see it affects people differently mm-hmm. so let's say that you're talking to someone that went through this and they're like oh well that didn't happen to me like don't brush it off like oh well because this certain thing didn't happen the way it happened to them Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it didn't happen to you because we all react to stuff differently Mm -hmm. our bodies are all Mm -hmm. different like you know the things that we put in our body the Mm -hmm. diet that we're on the foods that we eat it all has uh, effects on you even like the drinking you know because I know Charlotte's not a drinker, but I'm a drinker. So out of that completely alone, she was like, wait, I've seen you drink. I've seen you get to work. Mm-hmm. You know, how did this happen? Right. And because I know that Charlotte's not a drinker, I'm like, so if I had this much to drink, I know Charlotte had like half of what I had. Mm-hmm. Like, and what the half that she did have, she had a chaser. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so how did this happen? Mm-hmm. So don't doubt yourself. I am gonna link um the article in the description, um, so you guys can check it out and read more into it on how alcohol also um the effect the effects of it to your sleep. Um, so you guys know more, and if for whatever reason you guys are doubting yourselves, um. You guys, um, yeah, just read more into it. Just mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to take our word for it. Read the article yourself, and you'll see that that is not a normal thing to just be like that. Like I said, unless you're drinking to the point of you're having alcohol poisoning, then possibly, but that definitely wasn't our case, considering that we didn't even finish the bottle. Yes, um, but with that, uh, do you want to let them know where to find us? Absolutely. You can find us on IG underscore girls dot like dot us or email us at girls like us 619 at gmail.com. Go ahead and DM us or email us with any questions, concerns, stories. We are here for you. Even something that you guys think that maybe we haven't hit, haven't mentioned, haven't talked about that you guys think are is important. Um, you know, we're not perfect. This is our experience. Your experience could be completely different, and there's something that you 
think that we should address mm-hmm. or a question that mm-hmm. we didn't answer and you might want to know. Yes. And the National Sexual Assault Hotline number (laughs) is 800-656-HOPE. So that's 800-656-4673. Thanks Thanks for listening listening to Girls Girls Like Like Us. Us.